Hello, this is Andre and Anita. We talk about parenting, love and life skills. Our family of six makes sure we always have something to share. Good evening, Andre. Good evening, Anita. You're almost awake. I'm very awake right now. Oh, that's awesome. I can barely see you, but I'm very awake. What? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know. You found out that you need glasses now. Yeah, my, my, my left eye kind of um, Doesn't work that out. well. <laughs> yeah. But it's not Broke that down. bad. It cannot be that bad. I mean, if it's only like 1.5. No, it's, it's less than 1. It's uh, 0. 0.75. That's nothing. Yeah, I know. That's but, pretty much but nothing. The, um, whatever, cornea, you know. The, the cornea, um, yeah, uh, distortion, whatever. Yeah, I have no idea what medical terms are, but uh, I see only very... Um, but that's kind of weird. I mean, cornea distortion, and I, I don't think that happens later in life. Usually that's something that's earlier. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe, maybe I'm nobody has old. ever checked about it. I'm like, getting old. Checked on it. I saw all that stuff about the, the gray star and the green star and how your eye can die at the eye doctor, uh, which was really encouraging. So Horrible. Because, because they say um, it's all fixable nowadays. So. Mm, but actually, uh, if you, the, the, the gray star thing, mm. if you can notice it, then it's so late that it's almost not fixable anymore. No, you, you can, have to fix it beforehand or something. No, you can That's, can fix it even even with uh, you can see some some stuff is distorted, and they cut open your eye and they do oh. some cleaning with the lens. Okay, stop it, stop it. Some it's vacuum enough. cleaning. Oh, they explain it in great detail. I was like, oh. I remember almost fainting one wow. time uh, in our school when we were talking about eye operations mm. in detail. That it's was... lovely, but it's a, a, a common common procedure nowadays. So. Awesome. And today we're going to talk about uh, not, <laughs> not about eye um, operations, but about nine essential skills kids should learn. Nine essential. Nine. Didn't, yeah, didn't we start think, with a hundred? Yeah. Well, it's it's just this article is about putting many areas together, like condensing. you're condensing certain things and, and you're reducing it to nine points. Do we points. want to name the author? Just, you Leo know, Babauta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leo he, Babauta. He, that's on his um, blog, Zen Habits. It's actually pretty new. Zen Habits. Zen Habits, yeah. So he's a really, really chill guy, I guess. That's what he's striving to be. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And the first essential skill that kids should learn, yeah. which actually is something that I think they know pretty much from the beginning, is asking questions. Hmm. Can you? Do you have any idea why he would say that? Well, I don't know any kids. Well, maybe if you do parenting really, really wrong, and um, whenever your kid asks the questions, you are really mean to them. Um, they they might dislearn it or, or de-learn it, you know, but uh, it's kind of human nature to ask questions, right? I would actually, I, I would formulate it in a different way because they actually do know how to ask questions. Yeah. And they even have better questions than they would ever get answered in school, right? Probably, yeah. Well, yeah, not like in all areas, but in so many areas, they do have really good questions. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, um, sometimes probably they don't really get good answers or they're not really allowed to be 
doubting anything. But that's if, if you get answers, I mean, I think that what he actually wants to say, don't, don't just ask questions, but start doubting the answers that you get. Well, that's a pretty German thing, though. Not really. Yeah, I mean, you, we are supposed to be doubting things, but we usually don't. Because whatever you get told by the teacher, that's what you have to write down in the test. If you're writing something different down, then you're going to get minus remark. Like, they're going to... Mm-hmm. Um, subtract, whatever. Subtract. And therefore, you learn how not to doubt. Because you're going to have to write down what the teacher expects you to write I down. I don't know. It didn't work for me like that in school. You're thinking of one subject, but most no, of the no, other no, subjects, no, 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 it's no, no, not no, like I'm that. I'm thinking of a lot of, I mean, of course, there are subjects where you have a lot of um, facts you, that you need to get right, like in history, like in math, like in most of the science-based, yeah, uh, yeah. there's little room for wiggling, but in stuff like like English classes, a way for conversation, and in German as well, um, in German classes, um, it depends how you formulate your opinion. And mm. how you make an argument and how you write your thesis. And uh, this is more like, are you using the tools correctly? And you can have a totally different opinion to your teacher. And you will not get subtraction if you put it down correctly. Okay. And a, uh, Let uh, me know. And do you really think that the majority of your class really was like that? Oh, Asking I, I questions, can, I, trying to have a different opinion from the teacher... And well, give and you good a, let's say at, for a, it. at a certain age, um, you you are actually um, you are asked and you are um, forced to form your own opinion. Yeah, and certain formulate topics. Your own, yeah, own opinion. I mean, starting with like nine, tenth grade, uh, a certain topics, and you have to make up your own mind, and they encourage that. At least in my school, I know like there that. were a few topics like that. But like in history, were you allowed to really have a totally different opinion than your history book? If, if it's based on facts, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if, if, you can, if you can name the facts, definitely my history teacher would go and say, well, that's well researched. But back in the days, there was no internet. There was only books. Yeah, that's right. And it, it's not so mm. much of, uh, yeah, did that really happen? Or is the book I take it for granted? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Even in biology, let me just let, let's put one, one example in biology. And we had, um, you know, creation. I know, evolution. that's the one example that I of course. would not just, allow you to no, take. No, I'm just saying, my teacher was okay with me saying, um, I think it's a theory, and well, it's just a theory, and there are other, other theories out there, um, and it's actually what you pick to believe, or choose whatever you want to choose to believe in. And he said, yeah, I can totally agree with that. And I know there are differences out there. And uh, I'm not saying this is right. This is just one theory that we have to teach. Okay. And how many students in your class were contradicting evolution theory, for you example? Know, there were like none, no questions at all. So how many were there? They didn't even know about a different theory until I said, well, there's this. And then they all went, wow, that's not science-based. So that cannot really be true and so you were the only one that's what I mean yeah yeah Yeah. okay so you cannot really say it was taught in school because you were the only one contradicting right well if you if you're really interested in a topic and you want to make up your own mind it takes uh, it it, it takes effort exactly yeah and the funny thing is you're one like I don't know so many people who just love contradicting people just for fun and for sports and because it's, I don't know it's interesting around. that's you I mean this is whole, your whole character no. I don't think that school taught you explicitly to be like that 
No, but the I think it's courage. in your nature. I think the teachers. Well, maybe I got super lucky with my teachers, and that might be the case. But um, they were always, you know, make up your mind. I guess, and were they like? Um, I mean, you were one who would respond to that. Mm -hmm. Do you really think that the whole class was responding to it? Well, that's that's me thinking about others, so that's really not my personality per se. I know. So I really didn't care what I'm did. just saying, I, I don't think no, it's really explicitly taught in school. I really don't think so. Yeah, well, most people were like happy with getting good grades and that's basically it for them. Yeah, they're asking what is expected yeah. and that's what I'm going to do. Probably. And you're not like that. You've never been like that. No, not, yeah. not, not really. No, but okay. I'm saying I, I still I got the vibe that um, you have and, the freedom to okay. do that. Do you think that our kids are properly being taught to ask questions and to have their own opinion about th certain things in school? Uh, starting with a, at a certain age, starting in a certain class, um, yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen. Ah, it's going to happen, but you you don't really think it's happening no, right I, now. But until, I don't know, 7th, 8th grade, very little, probably. Okay. Probably. because I still uh, think mm. it's a good thing that sometimes we're telling our kids different opinions. Like, when they're telling us certain things about their teachers, what they've said, mm. or uh, even our second son, like our second son especially, mm. he loves proper... Um, Wording, phrasing. Uh, for, yeah, mm. form, formulation, I don't know. Like when you say something in a proper way. Oh, you put it, yeah. And if they some say something, like even something, if they use like paraphrases, whatever, and uh, things that are not really logical, mm. then he's always like, she said that, but it doesn't make any sense. I mean, this is something that I'm like always encouraging and I like that in him. Mm. He wants to think logically and whenever something doesn't make any sense, He's pointing it out and we're not criticizing him for it. We're just like, you know, this is how people see it sometimes and it's just a paraphrase and it's just, you know, a different expression, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. Number two is solving problems. Teach your kid to solve problems. That's <coughs> tough. Actually, the, the, the toughest part about that is um, stick with a problem until you've solved it. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, but that's like perseverance. Endurance, I mean, that's another one. Yeah, something like that. Mm. Yeah, but even the idea of solving a problem. So many times, kids, like our kids especially, mm. they come, like they would always ask us. They would give up pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. And this is one thing. <laughs> Depending where on we what might area, right? Taught actually. them very well. Yeah, yeah. Depending on what area. I mean, a good thing is sometimes. If they have like certain computer problems or whatever during mm. the week and you're not there mm. and I can just tell them, you know, I have no idea. You're going to have to wait until the weekend. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes they actually solve certain problems on their own mm -hmm. because they don't have the option of asking you. Yeah, maybe not. <clears throat> yeah. And that's, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, now they, they would have to like really take an effort and try different ways of how to solve a problem and so on. But just in school matters and so on, I also think there is too little ambition in them as so far, for them to solve a problem. So far, yeah. Yeah, but even in other topics, I mean, sometimes even with uh, social problems and so on, they would ask for advice. Yeah, but, but that's 
basically what tools can I use to deflate our situation that I'm not comfortable in. And, and um, now talking about our oldest, he's actually using those tools and uh, he reported that uh, he was successful. You know, there was this one situation um. with his friend that was mocking him all the time and he tried humor as a tool yeah. to uh, just, you know, let it slide off and not get into it. And he told us it worked. Oh yeah, so that's right. That's a social situation where he kind of, well, it's not really a problem, but it was for him, it was a bit stressful. He diffused the situation. Yeah. With humor. In a way that we, well, we said, you could try that. We actually gave him a solution, but, but he applied it and he uh, kept on, you know, he's still applying it to most situations. Yeah, and I don't see a problem with um, providing certain solutions, mm. but... I think the best way is sometimes like because I love that they're opening up to us whenever they have a problem and my uh, additional opinion would be um, try to find solutions together sometimes mm -hmm. by asking intelligent questions to your kids because sometimes they just need a little help to find the solution mm -hmm. and by giving them the providing the right mm -hmm. questions Yes, you can kickstart it and they can find better ways of how to tackle those problems. Okay, number three is tackling projects. Um, projects like whenever you're going to have to do something that involves many different cool. steps mm. and also being able to plan ahead. Like this is the due date when you're going to have to finish it. You have to do that, you have the timetable, you're going to have the milestones, you do project planning. I love that. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's kind of weird. And the funny thing is they don't like it. Do you think that they do? Well, most boys, I'd say, are not really into that. Um, I have to plan ahead for the next week when it's hard for them to uh, plan the next day. Yeah, I know. Because there are a lot of moving parts, not only in their body, but in school as well. They've got different subjects. And they've got homework and they've got to do this and that and try and remember everything. Are and you saying that I don't have anything to do and I don't have to plan for no, certain things? No, I'm just saying you're a grown-up. They are not. Yeah. And it's not me being easy on them, but it's, um, I guess, hard to focus on the right things. But you know what? I think I still think we should try to get them involved in a little bit more. Like when they have to do a project like... Our second son, he, mm. again, he has to do um, a presentation, a presentation May, in a certain time. Mm. I, I think he still has a lot of time, but mm. then he was he would have to collect certain information, mm. then sort which what kind of information is important, what's not, and then find also some pictures and some resources and whatever that he would use for the presentation to have some visual aid and whatever. Mm. And those kinds of things, I mean, it's just just a little presentation but it still involves sort of, like Actually, several steps I was thinking if we could guide him um, <clears throat> IT wise to do just that because you know how, he knows how to cut and paste pictures yeah so he knows how to put together um, like his uh, whatever he wants to have printed out you know the, the I think uh, what, what was his topic Kraken the Kraken the big one or, or just Ye jellyfish yeah I don't know. no not just jellyfish but it's more um yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. But but he can um, get the pictures 
they can Google maybe on your computer and you could you can guide them and say, well, you're gonna make him a list. This is the stuff that you need to collect. You have to, have yeah. to read something. You've got to point him to Wikipedia, tell him how to search for stuff mm-hmm. because he already knows how to do that. Yeah, he already has some knowledge. Yeah, and then he probably needs just some yeah. help of how no, to do it. You just need to point him at the uh, correct, the right website mm-hmm. where he gets uh, more information as well. See, and this is something that like nowadays people really have to master, like how to Google, how to find certain information, yeah, and how also how to find like what kind of information is important, what's not, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, the next one is kind of weird. It says just finding passion. Um, yeah, get him excited about you know whatever, and try to to make that maybe the main motivation for a lot of other things as well well i think finding passion is something that comes pretty natural to kids sure the only problem that i see is sometimes that i feel like kids get discouraged from their passions because so many times they're not being valued in our society especially when you're like if you're not good at math and german yeah like Mm -hmm. The two major topics, uh, like the two major um, classes, classes that you have in school, then you pretty much you're almost forced to be. You have to focus on those weaknesses mm. in that sense, and you're not really. You don't get like a permission to focus on your passion. Well, Instead, not, you have to work on your weaknesses. Not in school life. Yeah, <clears throat> school life works differently though. It's not passion based because then. No, it's not. Because you, it's more than an all-round kind of education. I think that's yeah, a but good the problem is this: this um, it takes up a lot of time in their lives. Of course, you're gonna invest and a lot more in the weak areas. Yeah, yeah, true. But then again, it's it's more for um, well, maybe it's just a weak area for that particular subject, and uh, it gets stronger with you know I'm bad at essays, but I'm really good at grammar. I don't know something like that, or uh, at writing a dissertation or whatever. Um, so there's stuff in school where you can excel and stuff where you may might fail as well yeah and that's why he's saying like uh, this author is saying this is this is why this is the job of the parents to find those passions and to cultivate them and help them i agree i mean this uh, again was what we did uh, with our second son with like writing um a book basically or writing a short story or pretty long story as well yeah, um, and for whatever reason, he didn't get any encouragement in school for that because it took him away like a really long time. Half a year or something. And it was like there was grammatical and um, spelling mistakes. Yeah, but and this stuff. is stuff that we as parents would see as grown ups. Yeah. Uh, but as a kid product, this was superb. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we encourage him whenever, like, like now he's, he likes to read, so we give him. Um, books well, you know whenever he finished one we give him another book yeah that's right yeah. so so stuff like that and he's really into storytelling and um, reading stories and writing and, and that's a passion we, we want to <laughs> you know <coughs> I'm just wondering like our oldest um, his bigger passion of course it's with computer games and whatever but yeah. they're also like his humor like he likes to make people laugh at okay. certain jokes and so on True. I don't know if we're really supporting that yeah we are I don't know yeah, I, like I definitely thing. am yeah I say it's okay to be the funny guy <laughs> yeah oh. and other kids actually uh, testament to that oh yeah like doing they are on his birthday um, 
Yeah, a couple of kids saying, yeah, he's the funny one. Yeah, and they love it. Yeah, so, that's good. Yeah. Also, he's a tall one. Yeah, but that's not going to stay like that for so much longer. True, but did you notice? Older, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's like two, in a, two heads taller <laughs> I know. than anyone else. Uh. And some of his friends. Mm. Okay, number five is independence. Mm. That's a big one. I mean, this is like one when that do you, you start to put teach so much in that, there. Though, hmm? when, do you, when do you start to teach that? I mean, usually it's at all times, like when kids want to, I don't know, whenever they're asking for help, even though they can do it them on their own, like, uh, I don't know, even putting on their shoes or whatever. Mm. And they're asking for help immediately. You want to encourage them to do it on their own, mm. even if it's a little bit difficult. And mm. then having to think of different appointments, like when is that test going to happen? Tell us. And you are the one who's responsible for reminding us if you need something or if you have to get something we can give you the money so you can go to the store and buy whatever you need for your whatever class mm. and also like how to take care of their room and of their clothes and it starts early mm. you can teach them quite a bit i don't know early if on. we ever taught our, our oldest daughter um how to, how to clean her room. You know, no. this was like inherent thing. No. This is like her inherent need to for cleanliness, for order. <laughs> I know. But then other things we have to teach her a little. Yeah, like mm -hmm. talking in a friendly and supportive manner. Mm -hmm. Those kinds of things we have to remind her of. And this is something that is like very individual from kid to kid. True. Some of the kids, they're going to be easygoing and they're going to do whatever is being expected from them without you always having to tell them and others are gonna have to remind like even our oldest yep. did you pack all of your books and all of your um, material that you need for the next day whatever and having to remind him again and again to listen well mm. write down everything that you need and so on yep. and the independence thing I mean it goes on and on and on like even having to teach kids not to watch video video games like into the into the night like really late whatever or yeah. not to spend too much money and I don't know there's so many things yeah okay the next one is compassion I agree actually we had this one phrase I, I can think we mentioned it a couple of times already but this one phrase that stuck to me, and I think that's a really important one, is um, that the strong should always uh, protect the weak. Yeah. Um, especially in a family. Um, I think that's one important thing that uh, I hope got through to them. Yeah, but then also, I mean, this is, they have lots of opportunities because they have siblings. Mm -hmm. And they know about, like, if somebody is sick, that it's not a good idea to be really loud around them. Mm -hmm. That you have to, you know, Rücksicht name uh, to be nice. Yeah. Because you know the other one is suffering or whatever. I take care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, like to be kind mm -hmm. to each other and to to also have understanding for the siblings who are younger mm. that they're not able to do certain things that you are already able to do mm. and that you were in the same position when you were that age yeah. Yeah. that's something that we're reminding them of so many times and they really have a lot of opportunities to practice this true also it's um 
it happens every day and it starts with uh, speech basically and your behavior it doesn't okay. it's not always those little acts that you can like physically like okay you should uh, stay away from from hitting someone or hurting someone physically but it's um, also just verbally being mindful of what you say oh yeah that's right i mean some i i just had to think about the, the two brothers mm-hmm. you know and that the oldest sometimes he doesn't have an understanding that the second brother that he sometimes needs a little bit more time well, for certain things. He's getting there. I, think I he, know, but yeah. we had to teach him that. Yeah, true. And he used to make certain, like sometimes he used to make fun of him. Mm-hmm. But or he stopped. was not under, and it stopped because we also under, like we also explained him that he also has some weaknesses that the, mm-hmm. that his brother doesn't have. And we want to understand each other's also, weaknesses. if he doesn't want to get into arguments all the time and have a good relationship, um, you you know, you better chill with um, your uh, mocking or a mock- mockery, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you dial down a notch and um, you try to live more stress-free. And that's why you handle, you learn how to handle your brother better. Yeah. And that's what he actually does. I mean, there's often, I mean, there's still some fights every now and then, but it has really Yeah, it's gotten better down. so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd agree. Mm-hmm. That's okay. because our oldest learns how to. Yeah, if, if if I push this button now, I know I'm gonna trigger him, and I know it's gonna end in, in maybe tears or in yelling and screaming, and we cannot talk for to each other for the next like for the whole day. Yeah, and that sometimes it just ne- like he just needs a change of tone. He mm-hmm. can even say the same thing but in a different tone of voice, and yep. it's gonna make a big difference. Mm-hmm. The next one is kind of related. To the last one, tolerance. Well, tolerance is one of the words that I always feel like, yeah, Christians are always like, oh, they don't like that word. Um, yeah, nope. that's like my background, whatever. <laughs> they don't like it. But I think it's very important. And I ha- like what I had to think immediately of is we have certain rules about language and the use of words. Like we don't use certain words. That are Basically, it stops that if someone says you are dumb, and we say definitely that's a no. We don't say that. That's nobody's dumb. Yeah, nobody's dumb. You can tell. You can say, well, he did a dumb thing. That's fine, uh, but you don't call anyone dumb. Yeah. To, you know. Yeah, but then there's so many other like there's other words as well that are commonly used in other families. Yeah, those are swear words, of course. But but I'm just saying we. We even start at the very lowest. You are dumb. No, that's not okay. And that's something that we're not tolerating. Yeah. But we still have tolerance for families who are using those kinds of words. But like we're explaining to our kids mm. that we don't like it. And we also give certain reasons as to why we don't like it. And that we also say it's easier um, for you if you've already learned how not to say it than the other way around. Like if you would be using that word all the time and you get to another family where they're not using it, it's going to be more difficult to not say it than the other way around. Mm. <laughs> because sometimes they would tell us about certain families where they're using that word so many times and I... like really a lot. Mm. And they have noticed that they also didn't like certain things that this mother, mm. let's say it that way, mm like how she would talk about her children yeah. and the atmosphere that they would have in their house, yeah. that they didn't like it. 
But at the same time, we're telling them, you know what, this is something that they have learned and they have never changed or never made a decision as to why that's not a good decision. And we're just telling them we still like them. Different we house, really do different like rules, them. It's totally fine. And you can still like people, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's one thing that where I feel like we're t teaching them tolerance, mm -hmm. but also um, telling them that like we have certain values that we don't want to... Oppose, um, yeah, on others. Not, uh, yeah, and, and that we still want to stick to and in stick our to house. ourselves, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So this works for us, and we do this for this, that reason, and uh, others might see it a different way. The next one's kind of interesting as well. It says dealing with change. Oh yeah, change management. Let me tell you about the change management process. If you want to change a system, you better make sure that you know why. Okay. And you now we're talking about about work. I know, I know, <laughs> and that's a bit big topic at work as well. But mm -hmm. I, I'm just wondering, dealing with change. I mean, yeah, it it a bit it stems from the same thing that people like what they know. They don't want a change, but that's for grown ups basically. Um, they are set to their parents and whenever a big change or a minor change is coming they go through the valley of tears and they come up at the other end and there's a whole <laughs> philosophical, uh, it's not philosophical discussion, it's more like a psych psychology, psychology given, whatever, you know, it's kind They're of just a, a stated therapy. that yeah. there's a valley of tears whenever something changes, oh, might be it small or big. Um, but people have to accept a change and go through. Yeah, but I'm just wondering, isn't it something that you like? This is natural. This happens all the time, especially when you're young, in a family, and you come like you grow. You're older. You get more rights, and maybe uh, you I, don't I think have it's to do certain. Basic human nature thing that we don't really enjoy we don't change, like change that yeah. much. I mean, of course, there's certain individuals who really thrive on change. Yeah, uh, borderline people might as well but um, once we are set in our certain way of life we really don't like uh, to change the change a lot unless, yeah, we, unless we unless we notice ourselves that that we have to change certain things. yeah but this sounds like if you have to like take an effort so you change certain things so that your kid has to like deal with it no no you just have to teach him that to to accept that change is gonna come and it's gonna always come it's always gonna be there and how to deal with change basically okay now i'm thinking of an example that was not that recent but pretty much because both of our boys they had to change classes mm -hmm. and of course it was difficult for them i think for the second one more than for the first one mm -hmm. but when we like we talked about it mm -hmm. we talked about the um, advantages and disadvantages of changing or not changing mm -hmm. and how we could help them and what to expect and i think both of them they dealt very well with it mm -hmm. i mean then like our oldest he also had to change schools yeah. which was a big change also with but he's, he's doing okay transportation with and whatever as far as i can yeah. tell yeah he's, he's doing okay um, it's actually not more, not a thing that we've actively been teaching them so we've much. We've been preparing them. We have, we, we have been preparing but not in the concept of this is a change and how to deal with change. More no. Like this is That's kind of weird with kids, it isn't is. it? It is. But if, if you take it as a, as a human age of fact that um, 
change is always difficult to accept and to yeah. go through and to, to see you know the other side might be beneficial to you yeah um a lot of people are stuck in there maybe they never heard that change can be good as well and you hear it I'm a lot you know because whenever, whenever yeah. someone says everything was better back in the days yeah that's right oh yeah that's a good Those one <laughs> are usually the people who really don't like change that much which is okay you know but i'm just wondering is, is this something that is developing over time because so many times i think that kids are more, more flexible, flexible they and are. they're like even like with the change of uh, going into kindergarten and then changing into school whatever and or having a new sibling arrive and what those are bigger changes in the family and mm -hmm. like even in the rank system in a sense mm -hmm. that they have to deal with and they're usually able to do they're yeah. usually able to change and i still think as you grow older i mean this is something that you're probably going to have to be alert about so that you would keep telling your kids um even if they're older mm. and now it gets more difficult to get like um, accustomed to change mm. that you remind them of yes you've done it before mm. you can do it again it's still going to be okay mm. and then in older age <laughs> you're probably you're gonna have to have good friends yeah well we're gonna have to uh, prepare them i guess um that there are no changes gonna come how to accept it how to live with it and I'll try to focus on, on why the change happened and maybe it's for the better. And how to best deal with it. Yeah, and how to deal with it. Also, how to... Yeah, I wouldn't want to say go with the flow in a way, but to say stop where, it, where you need to say that and we say, well, this change I'm not going to go with if it's really totally yeah, against your yeah. moral values or anything, but uh, where you can compromise as well and adapt. More, oh yeah well maybe not compromising so much but adapting um to new ways i think one of the things that we definitely should teach is um how to adapt to situations to be adaptable to be flexible okay i just thinking of something in particular um, basically life skills basically what we learned on the ship you know one of the main uh, doctrine was uh, be flexible because yeah we had strange to stuff can happen all at the time. any minute and <laughs> yeah. uh, well it did happen any minute um, and, and you just have to go with it but the funny thing is this is something that I think this is best taught just by living it of you course. cannot really teach no, it no but a you sense, can like, talk about it you can talk about it that you have to keep an open mind and that uh, once you're set in your patterns that you have to reevaluate your patterns every now and then and think them through if they still fit or are you just doing that because you always have been doing that yeah so be self-aware of your own patterns in a way and you can talk about that of course but life i'm just thinking maybe is this is something that you can actually train on purpose as well in a way like um people like psychologists and so on and they're also uh, telling you that when you want to be more creative and be able to um, get used to new situations as well and also learn more that you should get used to by like um, a little thing is like brushing your teeth with your left hand instead of your right one because you're stimulating different brain um, mm -hmm. sections in to do yeah. this certain thing. And mm -hmm. um, if you would start even changing a little bit about your daily routine, this is something that maybe it 
apply it a little bit more to grown-ups, but yeah, well, even again, with it's, it's a younger thing that you adults can, or whatever, you try, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you, you can tell them, you know, this is something that you can integrate to be more flexible and to mm-hmm. grow in a sense. True. I don't know. I still think that the self-reliant part, that's something that you can still talk about for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Like the life skills part, like mm-hmm. how to deal with money and how actually how to like have your own household. This is something that you don't get prepared in school for. Well, not really. They are uh, thinking about implementing a, uh, <clears throat> a subject like that. To be oh, they are. Yeah, we haven't so, like no, we haven't no, benefited. No, our generation never uh, actually. I I still don't really know how to do your own. No, I do. I know uh, maybe. What? <laughs> to do your laundry? No, you don't know no, that. Don't. No, I, I know where to go to get my laundry done, though. There yeah, you go. That's, mm-hmm. I know how to collect stuff. and then. But you know what? I've away. already planned on <laughs> teaching these kinds of things to our boys. That's great. I, I told you we should make a plan like that, yes. life lessons. And we're going to do that, yeah. and we're going to inform you about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to we? work out. Yeah, we're yeah, going to make him have a test. And I've started a list already, yeah. and it already had like it of only has like thirty-five points or whatever. List. Yeah, I know. That's but the predictable. Is, <laughs> did you start um, creating a test? No, I haven't done that. But See? that's going to be happening at the end because of course first, like, gonna they're going to have an exam and they. Maybe going to fail or not, we'll see. Yes. And according to how well, well they perform, they can move out actually, right? <laughs> yeah, hey, your prize is you can actually move out now. <laughs> have fun in the real world. Oh dear. All seven. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Oh, okay. Those and are nine points. Those were the nine points, I told you. Okay. It's going to be. That was quick. Yeah. Yeah. Snappy. Okay, then have a good night, Aaron. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. And all the other people as well. Yeah. Um, leave a comment if you want. And tell us if you ever have any wishes as what kind of topics we should cover next. Uh, okay. Yeah. I know, you, I know your thread, you're like <laughs> panicking about no, certain topics. No, this can be fun, <laughs> of course. Yeah. And let's see about that. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye.